I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast, those who send in notes. I always enjoy hearing from you and how the runes touch your life. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the runecast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the podcast, the runecast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul-tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can also find at my website, soulintentarts.com, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal, or contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell, and you can also subscribe to the weekly rune there. And thank you for it. After seven years of creating the Weekly Rune for free, then developing a paid version, I've, I've decided to only keep producing the paid version. It takes a lot of time and effort to produce, and my energy, health, and boundaries won't allow me to keep putting that kind of effort into any project for free. So going forward, if you want the full Weekly Rune, just visit patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell to subscribe. This podcast, One in the Weird, remains free. Now, on to the show. Thorasaz was looking within to learn calling, to break the personal barriers to true examination of the unconscious, and realizing that process, that the result of that ongoing work is true calling. So what would the rune that follows true calling be focused on? Well speaking your truth, of course, what's calling for if not bringing it to the world? Ansus is the next rune, and that's its focus, speaking your truth. What's so hard about that? It seems simple enough. But I think any concept that the powers that be saw fit to put into the Elder Futhark as guidance for humaning well is probably not very simple. But hey, let's give it a go. There are components of speaking your truth, right? There's arriving at what the truth is, which I think is the internal process that Ansu's is mostly about. It's Odin's breath, which means that we have the capability of drawing on the life force of the gods, which is also the same regular old life force, hashtag all things. 
that alone isn't simple at all, though, is it? I mean, wrapping your head around having the capability of a God, that means deep responsibility for your internal process and how you bring it outward to the world. That's not so simple. So when, when people say things like speaking my truth, it comes with this bypass assumption that personal truth is something you accept. Like it's mine, clearly it's cool, I want it, it's good, it's shiny. Like the sheer fact that it's a personal truth means you automatically endorse it. But life doesn't work that neatly. And the reason that we wouldn't know a personal truth to start with is because we or somebody else, some life experience, shoved it into the shadows. There's that word again. We say shadow a lot with the runes. Much like calling, there's a reason that we don't know our personal truth. And that's usually because it creates conflict in our lives. It means that we have to accept some unsavory aspect of ourselves, like we have biases or we might have to end a relationship. If we really accepted that truth, we would have to make change in our lives. So it's not really that the truth is unsavory. It's that in order to accept it and support it and nurture it in our lives, we have to change. It would require that we be active and not passive. And many of us struggle with that. Again, admitting truth to self, not so simple. So let's say, for argument's sake, that you're good with your truth. Do you just keep it to yourself? Maybe for a while, you like, you try it on, you twirl around in front of the mirror. But staying that way wouldn't be Ansu's, would it? Ansu's is breath. It's an inward, outward alchemy. It's an exchange of energy required for life. And the breath of a god was never meant to be isolated. And that means yours isn't either. To whom do you bring that truth? Your mom, your peers, your lover, your co-workers, your fellow churchgoers? How many times did you cringe when I went through that list? At least once or twice, if you're, if you're paying attention. Somewhere developmentally, we learned that we can't tell everybody our truth. For whatever reason, it's not appropriate to certain audiences, certain social situations, or even within some ethical boundaries. Why? Why isn't our truth applicable to every interaction and engagement we have? Should it be? When we get clear in our internal barriers to our personal truth, when we can finally make peace with ourselves about what's really going on inside, we have to also face the external ones. And these are the system, they're the man, they're oppression, they're othering, they're your mom. This externalization in the face of opposition brings speaking truth to a whole new level of discomfort, threat, humiliation, possibly even harm. And yeah, you can lie to yourself about a truth. It can skirt across your awareness and you can nope the shit out of it to some long-term harm to yourself and maybe to relationships around you. But once you speak it out loud, once you tweet that shit, it's never going away. And it may carry far-reaching ramifications that generate real harm to you or people around you. Not simple at all. And again, we circle back to, can I live this way? 
Can I live well in the lack of expressing my truth? Can I live a satisfying and full life without expressing my truth? Do my circumstances support me living my truth? And if they don't, is it worth it? Can I change them? Can I live with not being able to change them? Because what happens when we're not bringing our truth into every aspect of our lives is our thoracize quakes. Remember that thoracize is the unconscious? It, it was the prior step to this part. And it's, it's raw, primal stuff. And when we don't address it actively, it rebels in the form of illness, acting out in uncontrolled ways. Not living your truth is what generates that unstable, unconscious berserker energy. So who you say it to does matter. Think of all the hard-to-speak truths that got people killed or excommunicated or fired. Not simple. So let's just go ahead and take simplicity off the table. It's not easy to speak your truth. It's not easy to ensues. Once again, we're confronted in the runes by what seems like a very basic concept and act that is actually deeply rebellious and confrontational. It almost makes being a god seem like a pretty big deal, particularly if being a god includes mastering this process and learning to apply it across the board. Can we do that? Are we as humans capable of that thorough and humbling a process? We can all come to our own conclusions about it. But again, the runes don't have superfluous themes. Every one of them pertains to some mastery of being here well. And Ansu's demands that we master activism, internal and external. We must use our breath for better, period. Our life force is an agent of change. We have to be willing to confront and change our internal processes that don't support our truths. Then we have to direct them externally for our own sanity, to change systemic ills and lies, and to hold space for others to do the same process. It's not optional. It is part of eldering well. You don't get to keep it to yourself. The truth you uncover or the process you went through to free it. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.